I have to tell the people about the Patreon. Yes, you do. Patreon.com slash SMDB. SMDB, like so many damn books. For just a dollar, you can join up and you get access to all the exclusive content that I record just for the Patreon. Also, you get to join the book club. The So Many Damn Books book club. It's been some of the best conversations I've had about books. It really always sounds like a blast. I usually like come home and just hear like giggles coming from the library. So it's a great time. You should join. And I would love to have more people join the fray. You may or may not know that Christopher runs this whole show himself on the hosting side, on the technical side, everything. This is a one-man show, truly. He does it all. Support your boy Christopher. Even at the dollar level really helps. So uh, join up patreon.com slash smdb i'd love to have you patreon.com slash smdb on with the show are you feeling in the christmasy mood um should i unwrap a candy cane <laughs> would that help you swizzle my pickle martini with a can oh it's disgusting don't don't do that i won't do that <laughs> okay so many, so many, so many damn books. Hello and welcome to So Many Damn Books, a blessing, a curse, a podcast. My name is Christopher and joining me in the damn library is the co-owner of the damn library, a fellow damn library librarian, my partner and co-host for this first of its kind episode sarah hi hi sarah welcome to the library oh thank you the, the very first episode like this that any podcast has ever done no just this <laughs> i would a never new pretend idea no uh, a well-worn idea but maybe something that i can um we can add to the discourse mm-hmm. and and set something straight yeah so this is going to be the official unofficial gift guide. There's so what many. What does that mean? Books. Official unofficial. I don't know. I I, st- <laughs> I I started saying official and then thought. In what way is it official or unofficial? How would it be either one? But this is just the very first. I've never done a gift guide before, and I wanted to throw my hat into the ring. Here I am, hatless. You can't see him, but he's throwing <laughs> an invisible hat. Into something. I no longer have a hat because I've thrown it into the ring. And we are here for a gift guide. We're going to cover so much. This is the first podcast that's ever done a gift guide. And I'm so glad we're all It's a new idea. (laughs) You're here for the historic moment. You know, give yourself a pat on the back. That could be the gift that you give yourself as as we start. if you're already done shopping, oh. Really give yourself a pat on the back. Congratulations. That's amazing. I envy you yeah but for the people that aren't done yet we got you we have we have some fun ideas you're good but before we get into the episode let's talk uh let's talk what did you buy before we actually get to the drink we're gonna switch things up a little bit You want to talk about books we've received or that you've gotten recently? Yeah, I I didn't buy it. I got it from our local library, which, oh my God, they're now closed on Sundays because Eric Adams is the worst mayor in the whole world. 
Ugh. Anyway, support libraries monetarily and by borrowing books. Anyway, the book that I got from the library is Stay True by Hua Xu, which won the Pulitzer for memoir and autobiography. Wow. Is that the name of the category? It's supposed to be great. I'm excited. I, I got it both as an ebook and as the audiobook, and the author narrates, which when it's great, it's great, and I'm really excited to hear it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. You know, we receive books all the time. I'm very excited about this one. When I opened it up, uh, Great Expectations by Vincent Cunningham, which of course is an SEO nightmare. Not that Great Expectations. Not the Not one. Those Great Expectations. Different ones, and it's about it's it's about someone joining an unnamed senator's presidential campaign, and it's about you know covering Barack Obama, sort of. I think. I imagine there are similarities to yeah. the original Great Expectations, unless it's the craziest accident that's yeah. ever happened. He, this, this uh, Vincent Cunningham has just come out. And I have the an idea for a title. I don't and know where no it came from. At Penguin Random House, had ever heard of Great Expectations. <laughs> and then I also got. I'm very excited about this. It's coming out in April. So this is Great Expectations is coming out in March. We're already looking into next year. This is coming out in April. Scarlett Thomas's new novel, The Sleepwalkers. Um, I love The End of Mr. Y. One of my absolute favorite novels of all time. And this is her writing. It says it's The White Lotus meets Patricia Highsmith, which I also feel like is sort of a, mm-hmm. you know... It's Isn't the pitch. White Lotus already a little yeah. Patricia Highsmith? I really wanted to do the theme vocals, but I will refrain. <laughs> as soon as you said it, I heard the theme song in my head. It's a good theme the song. Mm. And and so her doing this, um, I know that she's going to put her own spin on it because that's what she does. Uh, and so it's been a while since I've read her, and I'm really, really excited to delve delve into this. Patricia Highsmith, anything that has her name, you know, when they invoke her name, I can't help it. I'm always intrigued. Sometimes you get burned by a comp, but there are some that are just completely irresistible. Ugh. The amount of times I've been burned by secret history comps. Why? <laughs> Why do I still? Perennial, yeah. Uh, there's one, there was one Foster Dade explores the cosmos. Does the book take place in a school? It is a campus novel. Someone said today that it was a spiritual successor to the secret history and suddenly i i'm not? i don't know i oh, i just received okay. this book too and so we'll see uh but i i it's i'm just saying that it's happening again someone invoked the secret happening history again. <laughs> and my my little ears are perked up mm-hmm. ready for ready for my heart to be broken eternal optimist exactly so those are the those are the what did you buys? Did you have anything else you wanted to to mention? Candy canes. <laughs> you did buy. Candy I bought canes. candy canes. A huge lineup of them. Uh, there's twenty four. <laughs> That's a there lot. There could be fewer. There could also be more because uh, how many candies do you know of that are also decorations? There aren't that many. Well, unless you're starting to use them in a gingerbread house. Yeah, okay, but like... <laughs> I see what you're saying. No, I'm glad to have them. I Far be it from me 
to dismiss any holiday decoration. Mm. I want it all. The season is indeed upon us. It's upon us. And before that season is upon us is our... uh, a lot, a bunch of our anniversaries. Yeah, yeah, all <laughs> of them. They're all in the fall. And you got me this great gift that led to the drink that we're having tonight. Which is a cornichon martini. I didn't give it a name. A pickle martini, if you want to be simpler. The everyman's pickle martini. <laughs> it's not, though. It's made with... Maile, is that how you say that? Mai, maybe? I don't know. Is it French? Cornichon? The one with the little... The little elevator? The little elevator. It's Oof. So you gave me this incredible gift, this um, ISI rapid infusion kit, which is kind of... Mm-hmm. It's p- traditionally used to make whipped creams and such. Mm-hmm. But Happy now people are... Happy anniversary, a kitchen appliance. <laughs> modify. Well, it's it's traditional. It's modern, right? It's yes, it's modern traditional for the fourth anniversary. Lovely. And it was so much fun. The first thing that I thought of to do was to infuse some vodka with cornichons. And, um, you Inspired idea, if I may. And you used this sort of nitrous oxide um, little palette things. Mm-hmm. And you and it makes a great hissing sound. It was very I felt very much like I was in my uh, molecular gastronomy kitchen moment yes to make um uh, so this was a quick infusion of of cornichons into vodka which really resulted into this velvety it's very silky Mm -hmm. which is so good to mix into uh i use a three to one ratio and if you like a a dirty martini like this because it's infused there's no brine in this correct none at all yeah Yeah. it's just the flavor of the rapid infused science vodka and then dry vermouth, mm-hmm. which some people leave out. I think it's important. What? I know. Entirely? I understand like a dropper. Whatever. The Russian vodka room definitely leads it out. They're just they're just making their... That's a cup of vodka. <laughs> it is. Which I've, this kind of actually reminds me of, um, mm-hmm. the way that those like really strong flavors come through. Although this is more um, subtle but seen through. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to keep messing with this. And it was just such a lovely gift that I thought that it sort of inspired me to definitely go down this route of doing the SMDB gift guide because it's, it embodies a philosophy that I feel like you taught me um, that I, I might have thought about in the past, but you put it into words really nicely. Mm. Oh, let's see if I can find those words <laughs> about gift giving. Yeah. Well, I mean, a, a good gift is something that you know the person will enjoy, but that they would not buy themselves. And sometimes this can be a frivolity. Sometimes it can be a, a nicer, a newer, a more expensive, occasionally version of something that they have or enjoy or need. But yeah, it, that's, that's what a gift is. It's something that they wouldn't buy themselves, that can only be given to them, that you know someone so well that you've found something that you know that they would delight in, that they would never purchase for themselves. And in that spirit, we are hoping to bring some items to the fore that maybe you haven't thought of or to just uh, inspire you to go looking for other things for the book lovers in your life. I feel like there's so many gift guides that 
you know, have a book lovers section. Woof. They are rough. And I just don't think that anybody needs any more book lights. And if they no. do need a book light, they already got it for themselves in their stocking 15 years ago. And it's the one that they've been using ever since. So this is the anti book light. No book guide. lights here. Read in the dark. <laughs> But uh, let's stay in cocktail land. I, I think that, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't have to use an ISI infuser to uh, infuse flavor not. into your cocktails. And just starting at, get if, if you know someone likes gin, getting them a nice gin, maybe even one of the flavored Hendrix ones that they do, like the Floridora oh, one. Yeah. That was it's extremely floral. And maybe you wouldn't buy that for yourself because you want to have just a normal gin on hand. But I think that, you know, when gift giving is when you can sort of give someone something that Be they extravagant, yeah, yeah, would wouldn't necessarily get themselves. So uh, I recommend the Lunar and Floridora Hendrix, which are pretty available mm. in your lives. And and then for the person that you know that likes cocktails but doesn't really want to make them at home themselves that much, I really recommend the High West uh, Old Fashioned. Their barreled Old Fashioned bottle is such a good gift. Um, you feel extravagant when you pour it for yourself and you know it all it satisfies the two things of having something fun for your bar um that so that you could give to someone who's a home bartender or someone who wouldn't bartend at home for to save their lives totally i mean there's also stuff like like bourbon cherries and and all of those beautiful accoutrements and oh, garnishes. like luxardo yeah like luxardo amarena toshi whatever am i pronouncing that right who knows not me um but that these extravagances like they don't need to be expensive they just need to be something that a person might not buy themselves right like fancy smoked sea salt it doesn't break the bank some of those are like ten dollars mm-hmm. but you know, you're not necessarily going to buy yourself $10 salt, which is what makes it a beautiful gift. Absolutely. But back to cocktails. We've got more to say, of course. <laughs> well, I think that there's two um, ways also. If you if you are deciding to buy the um, bartender in your life, uh, a, a bartending book, mm-hmm. I think there's two routes. Um, there's this great little um, book that they call uh, the mini bar, um, mm-hmm. which is Punch's... You know, they have these tiny little um, books separated by main ingredients. So there's a gin one. There's a whiskey one. Mm -hmm. And each one of those has the very bare bones of like the most classic cocktails. And then it also has some lines in the back for you to write your own notes and other things that you're playing with when you're coming up with your own drinks, which is a super fun way to go. And definitely it's fun to start at the base and then build. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, there is sort of like the grand dame of cocktail books, which is the Cocktail Codex. And it is a large book. Like this is a big, beautiful, full color hardcover. And it's so beautiful. It was given to me as a gift. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As was actually the um, the mini bar book. I believe I opened it on this show because Drew gave it to me. Aww. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm saying that these are absolutely wonderful gifts to get um, because I have the experience of opening them and thinking like this is a really magical thing. And Cocktail Codex really is one of those building block books that ups your nice. game as well as, you know, 
stuff that I thought that I knew it sort of turned on its head. For sure. And, you know, living with a home bartender like Christopher, I'm not always mixing drinks. In fact, I'm not often mixing <laughs> drinks, I'd say. Um, so have I had to look up on my phone what exactly the right proportion is for a martini, a two ingredient drink? Yes, I have. But the cocktail codex is really great because it's talking about like families of different drinks. So like that's where you'll learn, for instance, that like a gimlet and a mojito are both within the daiquiri family, mm-hmm. right? Just because like then you start to, it's like when you first learn cooking and you begin to be able to riff because you understand how it all works. Like this is the kind of book that gets you to that level of, of competence with your home bartending. It's, it's really kind of a, a beautiful gift yeah. book. It really is, and and again, if you're upping your bar, if someone's bar game, if you're if you're giving someone this gift, um, it can be fun to add on to it with some swing top bottles, which is that type of um, mm. rubber gasket fastening system with the metal on the side, which is so satisfying to open and, and close, which is just a great thing to um, can't keep lose the lid. Ser- right, right. That's it, the beauty. It's attached right there. Yep. And it's such a great thing to keep infused um, spirits or simple syrups in. Um, and that having that sort of stuff at hand, a little funnel, a little sieve um, to get yourself started making syrups and, and, that, and even keeping like lemon and lime juice fresh Ooh, yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing is, the, is what starts taking like, making you feel like you don't even have to go out to expensive bars anymore. You can just make everything at home. Mm-hmm. And and I'll go one further and it, to to close out this this cocktail segment yeah. of what is purportedly a book podcast. We'll see. Um, is uh, a, a chalice, a goblet, a flute, a coupe. I feel like all of these gifts for readers roundups have mugs on them. Nobody needs a mug. Nobody if you're needs an adult, mug. you have enough mugs. You probably have too many mugs. You need to get rid of some. Leave them on the stoop for somebody else who also doesn't need more mugs. But a beautiful glass or a pair of beautiful glasses, you don't even need to be making drinks in them. Pour your pour your tap water in there <laughs> and you feel fancy. You can just swan about like a like an absolute baroness with this beautiful glass. Come on. Yeah. And you're not going to be swanning about with, you know, something that says like this is your coffee you know <laughs> like a a, li- a lame office that reference phrase that's <laughs> on coffee mugs so i think we're in now the portion of correcting uh the the things that we've seen specifically on some of these book roundups mm-hmm. writing for the book wrongs lovers. yes well i i just feel like i want to give a a slight warning to some oh, people about I think stuff like we've both been recipients of some of these people are like well they like books <laughs> yeah there's i'll get them this and like you you guys know you don't always first of all uh, often the last thing that a book lover wants is actually more books books that they didn't choose themselves right uh books that they are adding to an already toppling tbr i'm not saying that you can't get a great book and know that you're doing an amazing job as a gift giver with that book but it's you know it's i just feel like there's thought and care yes and then there are these roundups that are like those little post-its that are shaped like arrows that you can put in all your (laughs) books what no if you're filling a stocking i guess (laughs) 
So one thing that I've been seeing this year and, and for the past couple of years is these um, book nook kits. And they're really cute. They're these oh, little yeah. like in between. They're, they're meant to be sort of shelf interrupters where it's a shelf scape that is just like, oh, if you turn down this alleyway, it's some city scene it's done in three, 3D. And they're kits. They're flat packed Ikea style. You're going to build every cafe table you're gonna string the little tiny led lights yourself mm. and it's like this tiny little miniature it's the size of like two hardcovers maybe and it just sits in your bookcase it looks cute once it's built but building it is the thing it's the most fiddly thing and i do think it is something that might be given to book lovers because it's like oh something for your bookshelf but it isn't actually for book lovers as much as it is for crafty people it's for the people that are already building the you're like a great gingerbread house this christmas mm -hmm. it's for the people that knit everything for themselves or you the, know. the book lover who you know already like is has every lego kit available mm -hmm. right it's somebody who wants to build things it's not necessarily just like you you it's don't want to be the first person to get you know to buy that for and in that same <clears throat> You don't want to be the first person uh, to get that for them. And in that same realm, candles. I see candles on these book roundups and even like book related. Jane Austen scents. scented candles. What does that smell like? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I I liked my Leo Tolstoy. Oh, that uh, one was lovely. Diffuser. But like you got to pay attention to the notes. Yes, right? you really do. And everyone like, well, has different standards Emma. for this. Right. It, they really do. It's very personal. And so unless you know that you're getting a scent for somebody that they already like, like, oh, getting the big candle of something that they only had, like, the small travel one of. Mm -hmm. Ooh, fantastic. There's one good thing that I really like on those lists, which, when you think about it, doesn't actually have anything to do with reading. And that is a good weighted blanket. Mm. There's two kinds. There are two kinds of people in this world. The people who don't know how wonderful weighted blankets are and the people who do. <laughs> and it's, it's just excellent. It's more relaxing than you could even imagine. Uh, highly recommend the coziest thing that you could possibly give someone. It doesn't really inspire reading, though, does it? I mean, no, it inspires sleeping. And that's why <laughs> they really don't have any place on the reading gifts roundups but uh a, a delightful gift nonetheless something else that i've seen on a few book lovers lists mm -hmm. is the fountain pen mm. and and i'll you know sign my name on a kaweco sport which was also given to me as a gift once and it was such a great gift um i i still have it and i still fill it up and it's it's a fantastic you know like baby's first fountain pen Mm -hmm. but you can also get them they're really nice you can get them in the someone's favorite color there's mother of pearl pearlescent ones and it's not like a break the bank type gift either you know they're like 20 25 bucks i always think that games are a good gift at the holidays for a lot of reasons and i think that you can be giving people gifts for playing with a bunch of people and also just for little groups you gave mm -hmm. me a great board game one year that we still play rewordable oh yeah which mm -hmm. is such a good word game and i never see it on things mm -hmm. but it is such a fun group 
game because you're there's a bunch of stealing of words that is possible mm -hmm. and you can sort of um play defensively and try to have words that aren't stealable within the game which is super fun but i think crucially you can also play with two people and it's still just as good of a game and it's not something that's like an all-nighter like scrabble oh right it's very <laughs> quick it's less contentious than Scrabble, certainly. And it also, but it retains the conversation part of it, which is something that I've always been sad about for Bananagrams. Oh, yeah. When you just sit there in silence looking at your letters. That is not, that is not it's so not fun. not convivial. <laughs> I'll also say I, I found this game actually on TikTok and I have been obsessed with it since I ordered it, but this is called Qless. Oh, yeah. And it's 12 dice six letters on each dice of course and die right yes sorry that's okay <laughs> <laughs> and you're just making a little your little crossword it's similar to bananagrams but it's meant as a game for just one person mm -hmm. or you can be teaming up with someone and and working on it together but you make your uh three and four letter and and onward words and it's such a fun uh, challenge. I'm always cueless ro rolling those dice because it's cueless because you know you get the letters that you cast when you throw and, and the dice. Thankfully, he and did if not they're give right, cues. because you would need a U, and you won't always get one. Exactly, these are the laws of chance. <laughs> so that's a really fun. Um, those are both fifteen dollars, and that really suits like a white elephant type gift exchange or a Yankee swap too. They fit in stockings, too, totally. which is nice. But maybe games aren't your thing. Maybe you're looking for something that lasts all year long or at least a few months. Subscriptions are a fantastic totally. gift. To give someone a first issue and then say you get six months of this or whatever. So fun. Yeah, yeah, truly the gift that keeps on giving, <laughs> as they say. Every year I feel like I say this as a recommendation, but it, it stands is subscribe someone to one story. Oh, definitely. One story is the greatest. It's it's such a low lift for a, a subscription. It's not a New Yorker. It's not a huge 40 page thing that right. takes all your time. This is true short fiction. You know, the New Yorker, as wonderful it is, as it is, if you're gifting someone a subscription, it feels a little bit like homework, I won't lie. And one story is is just excellent short fiction. It's going to be by authors you've heard of and authors you've never heard of. I think it's something like half of the writers have not yet published a book. So it'll be people you've heard of and it'll be people you can discover and you'll get one every month. And then if you get obsessed with it, you can go back into their archive and order yep. old issues, which mm -hmm. is really fun. And you'll see that they often are finding an author before, you know, the world does. The thrill of discovery. And it's, and it's really great if you commute, too. Like, I've, I've done this. I've brought one of the one stories on my commute to work. And, you know, the, the thrill of finishing a bound book mm -hmm. on your commute in one day, it's just so satisfying. Who doesn't want that? On the other side of the spectrum is this um, magazine called Still Alive which is helmed by a fun group of people. Aaron Summers is one of them, mm -hmm. former former guest of this show. and Friend of the pod, as it were. And it is, uh, it's collections of essays and 
different pieces of artwork inspired by the fact that there are some people that you might have written off, but they are out there in the world existing, and there's profiles of people and what they're doing now. Oh, is this is this the publication that profiled Connie Francis? Yes, the great Connie Francis, crooner of our hearts. Oof. I think it's just uh, there's two issues out. Um, getting them in on the ground floor is really fun. There's also a magazine that featured this podcast in an early issue, O Reader, which is actually a really fun magazine to give to a reader. It's It really is a magazine for readers in the same way that in the 90s, you really felt like there was a magazine for every special interest that mm-hmm. ever existed. And I feel like print media is dead and that's no longer true, but there is still a great currently running magazine that features reading life in a bunch of different lights that has published a uh, friend of the show, Drew Broussard and other people that are great. So uh, definitely becoming an O reader subscriber. Are there any other subscriptions out there? Yes. And this one is digital. Mm. And I think it is the perfect gift for the dog owner in your life. I'm thinking about you. <laughs> I'm thinking about someone like my dad who also loves audiobooks. And that is a gift card in whatever denomination you choose to Libro FM because you could read so many books just walking your dog and you can do it all without giving Amazon any money, which is truly the greatest gift of all. Um, it, it, it really, it, I find as a reader that it, it ups my, my, my count every year if I do start reading audiobooks, and yeah. I think of it as a gift for dog walkers because even in the dead of winter, we are out there with with the little the little dogs, the little good boys and girls. Um, and you need something to listen to while you're out there. Why not read a book? Yeah, I, with your I, ears. I'm fully with you. I yeah. feel like ever since I've had full access to audiobooks in in beyond just subscribing to one credit, but getting it many different places, Libra FM, the library. Um, I'm finding that I read so, so, so much more. Mm -hmm. And as long as we're recommending the world of books, I feel like we can finally get into some of the book gifts that I'm going to still recommend, even though I did say at the top that it's not great to add to toppling bookshelves. But I think, first of all, a cookbook. Some cookbooks you don't need to even cook a single recipe in. You can just enjoy the creativity on display. Mm-hmm. Friend of the show, former guest this year, uh, Stacy Mayon Fong's um, 50 Pies, 50 States is just the most incredible book just to flip through it and meet yep. the people that she's dedicating the pies to. And the thought behind each pie for each state is so much fun. A narrative and cookbook, if there ever was one. The great thing about it is it really is written for the home cook. You know, she Mm -hmm. encourages you to buy pie crusts at the grocery store if you don't feel like crafting one from scratch. She's always saying, you know, you can use this sort of canned filling to still get to the flavor that you want. I just love her presence. I love her voice on the page. And there's no no baker in your life that wouldn't be delighted by some of the stuff that she has on. going and honestly i've i've tried multi um, almost a dozen flavors of these pies Mm -hmm. and they're all revelations delicious absolutely delicious and then you sent me this today 
And I just feel like oh, who doesn't want yeah. this gift? This is this is truly for like the hostess with the most of. Yes, that is absolutely. absolutely it. Oh, hey, hey listeners, did you know that Salvador Dali had a cookbook? Well, now you do. And Toshin just reissued it in this beautiful package with a gold cover. It's remarkable. And this stuff is exactly as surreal as you would hope. And it includes recipes for something called frog cream, mm. but also avocado toast. So, you know, like there there are access points here. You you can, you can do it. And and also like the the imagery in this book is absolutely phenomenal uh i i you know i i can't necessarily say that the recipient of this cookbook will be able to source the ingredients required to make all these recipes but it's It's this beautiful gold object like there's no way that someone won't be delighted by opening it oh my god especially because it's these are it's inspired by and it's account of the the dinners that he threw with his wife Mm -hmm. who was his muse and she was loved cooking, so there. It's also like a love letter to love, as well as like s- surreal recipes yeah, and it's, crazy it's dinner some parties. Weird shit, and <laughs> uh, y- you know, if you have this person in your life, like you'll have thought of them as soon as we started talking about this. It it seems like a slam dunk for for just that right person. And then I will. I I can't go a season without recommending at some point Christopher Morley's. These two novellas, uh, Parnassus on Wheels and The Haunted Bookshop, are just the greatest stocking stuffers you can give to a book lover. They're these classic odes to the love of writing novels, of of being a book lover, of traveling around with books to sell in, in a wagon, just like this crazy fantasy of any um, bibliophile. I just think that... Um, there isn't a person who loves books that wouldn't love these two novellas. And so slipping them into their stocking, they're going to fall in love with them for sure. Mm-hmm. Along along those same lines, I think this is a bit of a swing, so it should be deployed with care. <laughs> um, I think about it as sort of a romantic gift, but it could certainly be like a romantic friendship gift, uh, which is your favorite book. Inscription mandatory. If if you've gotten to know someone and you want to share something that's very important to you, get a beautiful edition of a book that you love and share it with someone. You know, it can be heartbreaking if they don't read it, right? But if you're giving it to someone who you know will want to embark on this journey with you, it's just the greatest thing ever. It's It's a wonderful gift that you can share or sort of you know, along those same lines, a book that you could read together. It's got to be the right recipient, but when it works, it pays off really beautifully. Do you have any other either sure thing book gifts or big swing book gifts? Yeah. So there's one that I think of as being for like the, the teenager in your life, although it really is good for anyone older than that as well. It's certainly great for adults. And that is like a big graphic novel of whatever sort, you know, and, and that could be like, it could be Persepolis, it could be Fun Home, it could be Black Hole, it could be Clyde Fans, it could be My Favorite Thing is Monsters, you know, the, the great classics, the modern <laughs> classics of the genre, as it were. 
I mean, if you know that person hasn't read Watchmen yet. Totally. Yeah. Such a great place to start for for people or Blankets by Craig Thompson Mm -hmm. for the for the disaffected teen in your life. Well, and I say teens, too, because, you know, there are certain folks who when you give them a book, it feels like homework no matter what. And these feel so much less like homework and they're just thrilling, interesting and easy to dip into. There's no real barrier to Mm -hmm. them. And yeah, it's I think a, a book as a gift is like an invitation to the recipient. In its highest form. Mm-hmm. And I think that those kinds of texts can can really invite people into reading in a beautiful way. People who might not necessarily self-identify as readers. I feel like comics are always a good gift at the holidays, at Christmas, whenever. Uh, because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I associate them with reading them in the morning before it was time to like go downstairs. Because, like, your mind isn't, like, available for something deep and, like, plot-based. But you mean, like, in your childhood home, like, reading them? And wait for waiting for the all-clear that Santa had come. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Do you have one more recommendation for the world? Uh, something else that they might want to give someone in their life? I do. And this is another one that is sort of for a, a specific type of recipient and actually I was a specific type of recipient in that you gave me this book Mm -hmm. Uh, so I've experienced receiving this book as a gift and I highly recommend it it's called burn it down feminist manifestos for the revolution by Brianne Foz and I could talk about manifestos as a form for like a very long time uh you know because it's such a great form. They're irreverent, but they're sincere. They're playful, facetious, impassioned, urgent, and like cheeky and serious at the same time. And it's just a really great collection. I think collections in general are great gifts to give mm-hmm. because you can sort of dip in and out and sort of flip through as you see fit. And what's great about these is so many manifestos are very brief. They don't overstay their welcome. They, they just sort of like get in, they smack you in the face, and then they get out. Um, <laughs> and this collection is full of ones that you or your reader will probably be familiar with and some new ones as well. Like I think the first one uh, that's included in this collection is the poem called I Want a President by Zoe Leonard, which... I at least have seen a lot on Instagram in the past several years. You know, it's it's the one that's like, I want a dyke for president. I, per- I want a person with AIDS for president. And it goes on and on about like. All the sort of outsider. Exactly. About how all the presidents we've had are like capitalist thieves and mm-hmm. how it would be better to have someone who's like had life experiences, who's experienced hardship and all these different ways. Um, it's it's a great book. It's thrilling, as I think the form of a manifesto is in general. Um, and yeah, it's like it, it's certainly a political gift, but it's these, you know. Sometimes it's cool to be the political gift giver. Hell yeah! I think. Look, things are not great. Sometimes we need a manifesto. <laughs> I think we could all use a manifesto, and I think I think a little education in the forum might help us all.
And if you're buying this book, you know, maybe buy it from um, bookshop.org if you're not actually buying uh-huh. it at your local bookstore. Yep. You know, this is definitely the time in, if, as we mentioned, all of these book titles, any of the books. So buy them from your local stores. This is when they make a third or more of their money for the year. Oh, yeah. So I hope that uh, as you go out to, to go gift shopping, you can you can stop in at your local bookstore. And if you don't have a local, uh, buying from bookshop.org is the next best thing. While you're supporting your local bookstore actually and library support your local library i i feel like i owe the library more money than i already give them all the time that's Uh, the beauty of libraries they they always need a little bit more which Mm -hmm. is fine uh Mm. so support your local library totally um, or mutual aid groups i i always Mm -hmm. feel funny talking about the places where you know because i always feel like it's best to be local um, oh yeah 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 give with your heart or whatever give with um, your own research yeah but i mean uh, there's there's no shortage of organizations that need and would appreciate and welcome whatever cash you've got to sling their way i like uh books through bars mm-hmm. uh, nyc which does a nice um sends reading material to, to people incarcerated people yeah and uh and of course dog of the pod Ramona, oh yeah the is, uh, is a rescue so we like to give to our local rescue as well hearts and bones yeah hearts and bones rescue.org if you want to donate there but we we will certainly be supporting these organizations you know tis the season tis the season i'm so glad that you could come and hang out with me and talk about giving good gifts you're such a good gift giver that i wanted to make sure to uh to bring you on and your expertise. And I also welcome for people to tell me some fun things that you've been gifted on Twitter, on Instagram, reaching out and and saying some good gift ideas that we might've missed or co-signing things. Um, I love hearing about the stuff that really knocked it out of the park for you. And a happy Christmaca to all. (laughs) Indeed, happy Christmaca and Of course, you should give yourself the gift of joining uh, the So Many Damn Books Patreon. Um, Not really a gift you could give somebody else. It'd be kind of weird. But joining the Patreon is really fun. Um, There's a book club to be part of. If you join it at the $10 level, you'll get something in the mail uh, very, very soon. It's being designed right now. It's awesome. Can confirm. And I am just so excited to have you all Uh, as listeners and very grateful that you listened all the way to the end of this podcast so thank you for giving me the gift of your attention oh silly no it's cute okay good and now turn the page (laughs) 